Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood, a mother of five who has been living a clutter-free and simplified life since 2013. On the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home because you probably didn't think motherhood was going to be a series of cleaning up the same messes all the time, or that you would be spending so much time just trying to get your house cleaned up and organized. There is so much life to live in your motherhood beyond those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes that you pick up all day. I'm here to help you simplify your days and home so that you can be the most powerful mother you can be and stop living the narrative that says mom life is synonymous with always behind, 
always exhausted and totally stressed out. I record these episodes during my everyday life. So yeah, mom life really is a lot to live through, but it's so much easier when your home is free from unnecessary burdens and work for you in the form of clutter. You can have a pretty clean home most days, even with a bunch of kids, work, homeschooling, and everyday mom life without it consuming your entire life. You deserve a home that works for you and your family. And that's exactly what you'll learn from this podcast. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hello, my beautiful friend. This episode is diving deep into some and many of the reasons so many of us are emotionally invested into our clutter and how we can break free from it. So when I'm supporting moms like you inside of the Motherhood Simplified group, in emails, on Instagram, whenever I am creating content for you, I'm helping you declutter, right? I'm helping you get rid of the excess stuff from your home. And if it were as easy as just saying, hey, take all this extra stuff out of your house and take it somewhere to be donated, trashed, or sold, everyone would be done with it, right? They would just do it and be done. And that's it because that's really all decluttering is. However, we are humans and we are complex beautiful creatures, right? Complex doesn't mean a bad, right? It doesn't mean that it's bad. However, we are humans. So we have a lot of emotions often tied up into our clutter. And that's the thing that makes decluttering hard, right? It's not necessarily, and sometimes it is, it's not necessarily that, you know, we, we don't know what to do and we don't know how to do it. And we don't know how to start and we don't know where to take it. Right. It's because the, the feelings behind that, the feelings behind it are what makes it hard, right? We're overwhelmed by making the decisions. We're overwhelmed by deciding what to do first, next, and last. We are afraid or anxious and worried about getting rid of things that we might need. We feel guilt about being wasteful of money and resources or, feeling like we are the ones destroying the planet, right? It's the feelings behind the decluttering that makes it hard. So I want to talk to you today about some of the most common ones, uh, reasons and feelings behind why decluttering is hard with you, as well as how you can start to move past it. So all of these things that I am going to share with you are ones that I have experienced myself and that I have seen other mothers inside of Motherhood Simplified experiencing as well. So feel free to relate to and resonate with one or more of them. And also know that this is not a comprehensive list, right? There might be reasons for the feelings behind your clutter that I don't mention. And if I don't mention something on this list that you are like, okay, I can't do it. I I feel like I can't declutter because of this find me on Facebook or Instagram or send me an email and let me know what your reason is because I love to hear from you. I'll get your feedback because that helps me make more content for you, more supportive content that is relevant to you. And this whole podcast is honestly about you. Whoever is listening to this right now, this one person 
it's about you. So reach out to me and let me know. And I bet that you will find out that when you reach out to me and let me know, like, hey, I'm feeling this way or I'm experiencing this, I can either address it or give you some content and other resources that I've created because I've heard it from other mothers too. You're not the only one who feels this way. Okay. So let's dive into the list of reasons that we might be feeling emotionally invested into our clutter and therefore it makes it difficult to declutter. So this is pretty much true for everyone, but it's because your childhood wounds are being relived through your clutter, whatever those are. And it can also be the opposite of your childhood wounds. So sometimes, a lot of times we think that, well, you know, I grew up with, you know, in a family that didn't have a lot of money and they told me that I needed to save everything because we aren't going to have enough money. Um, so I keep everything. But the opposite can actually end up being your experience where you're like, I'm not keeping anything, right? I'm just not going to keep anything because I grew up this way and I don't want that at all. So you go to the other end of the extreme and, or maybe it's that, you know, you were given, you weren't given gifts, you know, as a child because your parents just didn't have enough money. So birthdays and holidays would come and go and you were left feeling bad because your friends around you got these wonderful gifts from Santa or their family members for their birthdays, or they had big, huge birthday parties and you didn't get that as a child. So you grow up and want to do the opposite for your children and you want to buy them everything and you want to give them the most and the biggest, most elaborate things. And you end up just reliving your childhood wounds in a different way. So for me, I did have um, a, one parent who would try to buy our love, right? It was like, here, look at all of these things that I'm giving you. And that means that I love you. And you should ignore all of these other damaging things that I'm doing to you because I bought you all of this stuff. And I have actually, as a parent, relived that in both ways where I also am like feeling like I need to buy my kids stuff so that they know that I love them. And I've also gone the other end where I'm like, I don't want to do any gifts at all because my kids don't need me to give them things in order to know that I love them. Right. And so I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. However, I, <laughs> I have come to a healthy place with this, right? Because I have addressed my childhood wounds and I have instilled confidence in myself as a mother to know that I can give my children gifts without it meaning something more than I just wanted to give them a gift because I want them to enjoy it. Right. And I also don't feel like I need to deprive them of gifts and things because that's not the point either. I've come to a healthy balance um, with the relationship with giving my children gifts and things and nice things in a healthy way because I have addressed my own childhood wounds. So you probably have some childhood wounds that are being relived through your clutter and through the stuff that you buy and keep and have in your home. And eventually, eventually you'll have to address it if you want to move forward. There's no timeline on when you have to do this, but it does make decluttering difficult. And it does make our relationship with stuff complicated because we've got all of these inner wounds inside of us. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk about of, of, why decluttering feels hard is because it's actually really overwhelming to be inside of our homes with all of the clutter. And so we avoid being home. 
I tell this story that I used to work Monday through Friday and on Saturday mornings when I was, you know, telling myself on Friday night, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to get the house organized. I'm going to get caught up. I'm going to clean all these bathrooms. I'm going to get the dishes in order. I'm going to get the toys organized. I would wake up so overwhelmed that I would go find something for us to do outside of the home because it was just too overwhelming to be there. And so I would go find other things for us to do, places to go. Um, the funny thing is, is that I would also go like find good deals at like the, the dollar aisle and Target or go to the thrift stores and find really cool toys for a great deal and bring them back home, not realizing that I was just making my home even more overwhelming to be in and making it so that I was going to try to avoid being there more than I had to. So decluttering, oftentimes our clutter is so overwhelming that, it, that we actually avoid it. We avoid being around it. We avoid making decisions on it. We find anything else in the world to do other than declutter because it's so overwhelming. It's just so overwhelming. There's so much of it. Now, the other emotion that we often feel in regards to our clutter that makes it difficult to declutter, but also, and it makes us accumulate more clutter, right? The last thing that I shared with you about like avoiding your home often makes us go accumulate more clutter, which is a complicated phenomenon, right? We want less. However, we're feeling all these deep things that makes us go acquire more. And this next thing that I'm going to share with you is in the same vein of that, right? We go and we buy things because it was a good deal and because we had FOMO and, uh, you know, the fear of missing out. And also it kind of relates back to our childhood wounds where we might be feeling like we're not going to have enough or we're going to be deprived or we're going to run out of the thing that we have and we're going to need more. So we're going to buy it just because it's a good deal, even though we already have multiples of it at home. It's like we, we can't miss out on this opportunity to be prepared for the future. So we get it now, even though we already have enough. So what I used to do, the things that I used to buy like this were things like clearance clothing for my children. I would buy it this, you know, a season in advance thinking that it would help me, you know, save money in the future. We would be prepared next year. I wouldn't have to buy clothes. And then we would get to the next year and the next season I would still go buy clothes because I forgot what I had or it didn't fit or it actually didn't fit the right season. And my feelings, my, my very deeply rooted feelings of not having enough or being deprived led me to accumulate a lot more clutter. Now, oftentimes this is related to our childhood. Oftentimes it is a form of like financial trauma that we experienced or some other kind of trauma, right, that we experienced. And so we, we go out and get these things. And I'm not telling you this that to feel bad about it, right? Or I'm just telling you this to be aware of it. We all have these things in some way and it's okay to acknowledge it and to address it and be like, okay, like here is, here is the reality of the situation and here is how my mind has been wired to think about it. And maybe this old way of thinking about it, of thinking that I won't have enough, that I will be deprived, that I'm gonna be left without isn't necessarily serving me anymore. So how can I rewire these thoughts into a more productive way, right? Um, and that's totally okay, because I've been there. I've been there with the, the scary finances, the childhood wounds with my finances and stuff. And I have internalized those things and you can change it. It's okay. And it does make decluttering 
complicated and more difficult. I have a lot of podcast episodes on this too, as far as like the fear of what if and just in case and clutter and money and clutter and waste and all of these things that we feel around the subject. So go browse through the, the previous podcast episodes and find one that might be able to help you work through these things in regards to your clutter. The next thing that happens with our clutter and our emotions is that we become victims of expert marketers telling us that we will be a good mom or our kids will be happier or smarter or more well-rounded if we have these things, right? If we have these kinds of toys, if we have these kinds of bedrooms, if we have these playrooms that look like this, if we have these blah, blah, blahs, we are going to be good moms and our children are going to be excellent, well-rounded, big, beautiful brain children, right? Or on the other end, you know, what happens is that we actually feel like if we don't have these things, then by default, maybe we aren't a good mom, or maybe our kids aren't going to be happy, or they aren't going to feel loved, or they aren't going to be able to be smart unless they have um, all of these options and access to resources and 5,000 books per year, right? We're like, oh, my kids aren't going to be smart without that. They will. There are so many studies out there that show children are naturally wired to play. They don't need toys. This is a very modern thing where kids are given an excessive abundance of toys and even books. I know that's like a terrible, scary thing to say, but even with books, as a Montessori trained teacher who has taught a lot of children, and I have five kids of my own, even when it comes to books, more is not always better. It is not always more, and it doesn't give them the advantages that we think they are, and you are still a good mom if you have less toys, and you are still a good mom if you have less books. If you don't have a full library in your home, you are still a good mom, and your kids are still going to be smart, and they are still going to love reading. They'll be okay, right? And on the, con on, on the, on the contrasting side of that, you are not a bad mom if you don't have all of these things. You are not a bad mom if you get rid of the educational toys that marketers told you were gonna be your kid's ticket to success, right? We have these very deep emotions and feelings and things that we internalize to mean something about ourselves based on our stuff. And here in a minute, we're gonna talk about how to move past all of these things, right? All of these deeply embedded beliefs and feelings we have about our clutter and moving forward. But the last thing that I wanna to talk to you about in regards to our clutter is that we feel like we need to keep up with the trends or, you know, that phrase, we got to keep up with the Joneses. We got to keep up with what's most current, most trendy, right? We watch things like HGTV and want the white kitchen with the white tile and the blah, blah, blah. And we want to go to the Joanna Gaines section of Target and like have all of the things. And we do that because humans are wired to want to be accepted and want to be included. And to be honest, we want to be liked and that's okay. But the stuff that you have in your home are not the things that are going to give you acceptance, right? Because if you want to be accepted by others, you have to accept yourself first. And all of these things, all of these trends, all of the different styles, all of the things that marketers tell us are like going to be the thing that make us liked, make us accepted, give us this great, beautiful life that everyone wants to be a part of, does not come from your stuff. It just doesn't. It comes from within you and you are allowed to like what you want to like. 
even if it's on trend, right? Even if it's the latest and greatest thing, you are allowed to like that. But we, we often deeply feel like if we want to be accepted, if we want to be able to sit at the cool kids table, like we did in middle school, we have to have these kinds of things, or we need to look this kind of way, or we need to have homes that, you know, we can post on Pinterest and Instagram, and then we're worthy of being accepted and included in groups of people. And it's just not true. Okay. You can have whatever you want to have. You can have your home look however you want it to look, right? I tell you guys often, like, I, I don't want a white kitchen. I do not. I love like dark wood and honestly, like I, I just like HGTV home reno shows don't relate to me. I just don't want it. I, and that's okay. I'm allowed to like what I want to like and have, and people are still going to want to be my friend, right? I will still be accepted into society. I will still be included because that comes from within me, not from whatever decorations I have in my house. Okay. Okay. So those are some of the reasons we have these deeply rooted emotional ties and beliefs to our clutter. Well, let's talk about how we actually move past it. So this is my personal belief experience in my own decluttering journey, as well as supporting thousands of moms through their decluttering journey too. The most effective thing that you can do to start to move past these very deeply rooted emotional ties and beliefs about your clutter is to just dive into your decluttering. Just get started with a critical mind. Okay. Separate your, just take a step back. Look at your, your clutter in your home from an objective point of view and just ask yourself like, okay, this stuff isn't working for me. What can I start to get rid of right now? Because when we declutter from our emotions, that's when we regret it or we end up getting rid of the wrong things, which I have seen happen because it's like we get to our boiling point of like rage, anger, disappointment, sadness, overwhelm, and we just like get rid of all of the things and we we upset our family and we upset our kids, but then we also often misdirect it to the wrong things. I see this most often with like sentimental items. People are like, my house is so overwhelming. I have this box of memories from my kids or, you know, from my childhood and I'm just going to get rid of it. And you end up getting rid of the wrong things, right? The sentimental stuff in a bin in your basement is not the thing that's overwhelming you on a daily basis. It's the pile of laundry, the excessive amount of clothes, the excessive amount of dishes, the excessive amount of toys, the piles of random things all over your house that are overwhelming you. And we, when we declutter from an emotional space, we typically regret it or do it in a way that does some kind of temporary, okay, it's temporary harm to our family or ourselves. And then we end up getting rid of the wrong things. So to avoid doing that, and actually making progress with your decluttering is you can start small and you can start simply. Oftentimes we think that we have to go from where we are now, totally overwhelmed by clutter with piles of stuff everywhere and an abundance of everything to the extreme opposite scenario that we probably don't even want, right? We think that we're going to go from totally overwhelmed to our clutter to having absolutely nothing and totally stranded on an isolated island with absolutely nothing at all. And it just doesn't work like that, right? It takes, there are so many steps between where you are now to having absolutely nothing. There are so many steps in between. So you can start small and you can start simply. You have so much time 
to make these changes. And there are so many steps between where you're at right now and this idea of like minimalism or decluttering or simplicity that means that you're going to have all white walls, nothing at all, just one spoon, two outfits, and that's it, right? That's, that's not how it works. And our minds tell us that that's the way that it works to protect us, right? So that we don't get rid of things that we don't want and need. But when we're decluttering from an emotional space, we forget that. And then when you, emotion, when you declutter from a critical thinking space, you are able to kind of more practically walk yourself through this, saying things like, I can start small, I can start simple. I, you know, I can just declutter one thing inside of our Facebook group. That's what I recommend all of the time. Like, it's literally just one thing. Just start by decluttering and letting go of one single thing in your home and let the momentum build and see what happens for you. It works so well. And I want you to know that if you really struggle with these deep emotional ties to your clutter, you can get support in this. You can, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so you're already getting support, but you can get more support in this. Here in a couple of weeks on, um, well, I don't remember when exactly this episode airs, but on May 3rd, inside of the Motherhood Facebook group, I'm running a week-long brand new challenge called Release Your Clutter like a powerful mother. And it's a brand new challenge. It's totally free inside of the Facebook group to help you with this so that you can get support in this and you can start to let the layers of stuff go. And not only that, when you start to let the stuff go, you start to see the relief and how truly okay it is for you to dive in and declutter. A lot of times the reasons that we don't declutter are because we have all of these feelings around our clutter. We're afraid that something bad is going to happen, something, you know, we're going to be hurt. We're going to be left without. We're going to struggle. And so then we don't declutter to keep ourselves safe. But when you start to actually get the wheels like going and get momentum building, you see over and over how good it actually is for you and your family, how safe it really is for you and your family, and how empowering it really is for you and your family to do this. So get support in this. Start to let things go. Just actually dive in and let your stuff go and prove to yourself that it is okay to let go of some stuff. You don't have to get rid of everything. It is okay, and it will give you the relief that you're seeking. Now, the second thing that you can do to start to make forward progress with your decluttering is to take a step back and just ask yourself critically, why is it hard for me to let this go? Is it because it's reminding me of my childhood? Is it because it's what my parents told me I had to do? Is it because this is how I grew up? Is it because I'm afraid of not having enough? Is it because um, I feel immensely guilty for wasting my family's money on stuff that we didn't actually need? Or is it because I feel very wasteful for getting rid of things that somebody somewhere could possibly use? What is the actual reason? And then ask yourself if that's true. Is it actually true? Is it actually true that if I get rid of this third crock pot that I have and never use that something bad is going to happen to me? Probably not, right? A lot of times we just have it, this like loop in our mind telling us it's don't do it. It's going to end badly. You're going to, you're going to be at risk. It's not safe for you to do this. And it's just like this loop of like generic, no, 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 don't do it. It's going to be bad. And we don't actually understand why. So if you can identify why you actually feel like that, oftentimes it diffuses it and you're like, wow, okay, that really isn't such a big deal if I get rid of it. 
Now, the next thing that you can ask yourself is realistically, what will happen if I let this stuff go? What is going to happen if I no longer have this pile of clothes on my couch? Are we going to have to go naked? Are we going to be unprotected from the elements and the weather, right? What is the worst case scenario? It's usually not as bad as we think because we do just get in this thought loop of it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Something bad is going to happen. Not realizing that the thing that we're thinking about really isn't realistic and 99.9% of the time isn't going to happen. And if it does happen, it's more of a slight inconvenience rather than something that is totally detrimental to our well-being and livelihood. Okay, now the next thing that I want to talk to you about, the final thing that I want to talk to you about um, for moving past your clutter is, I'll I'll try to explain it the, the best way that I can, but you actually want to create voids in your home and in your life so that you can fill it up with something better. A lot of us fear that we're going to declutter our homes and then we're going to have nothing and our life is going to be boring and it's going to be, you know, we're not going to have the things that we want and need. It's going to be really inconvenient. And we're not realizing that when we create those voids in our home and that white space in our days, that's where the good things start to grow. That's where we start to realize what we do want. And we actually do have time for the things that we want in our life to expand and grow into. So don't, don't fear having voids or white space in your home. What is the worst thing that happens if you no longer have piles of stuff in your home distracting you all of the time? You're going to have more time to sort through your thoughts. You're going to have more time to play with your kids. You're going to have more time to eat well and meal plan and budget and finance better or create, actually do those crafts that you want to do, right? Create voids in your home by getting rid of excess stuff so that you can fill it up with something better. We often fear so much of what we're losing when we declutter. And really, I'm just going to tell, tell it to you how it is. The only thing you are going to lose when you declutter is the stuff that's wasting your time, wasting your energy, giving you feelings of anxiety, worry, depression, stress, and you're going to gain so much more. Don't fear those new unknown white spaces that you are about to experience because you're getting rid of your clutter. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you are like, if you are, if if any of this resonated with you, if you struggle with any of these emotional ties to your clutter and you're excited about implementing these things that you can do to get past it, I want to invite you to the Release Your Clutter Like a Powerful Mother week-long group decluttering challenge inside of the Facebook group. This is brand new and exclusive content that I am only sharing inside of the group. And if you don't do social media because you're listening to this on the podcast, you can also get it via email. But those are the only two places that I'm sharing this because I want it to be very, I want it to be a really tight container, a really intimate We're all doing it together at the same time from May 3rd to May 10th. And then I'm removing it from the group. Um, But I want it to be really, really powerful because there is power in doing it together. I'm really, really excited about this new content that I will be sharing with you. You are going to love it. It's going to help you make powerful 
transformations and shifts inside of your home so that you can finally release your clutter and be that powerful mother. So you can, I will put all of the links to get into this challenge in the show notes here. Just join us over in the Facebook group. I'm tagging all of the content in the announcement section so that it's super easy to find, super easy to follow along, super easy to catch up if you fall behind, or you can sign up and get it via email if you don't like doing Facebook or Facebook groups, no big deal. But I I really do recommend the Facebook group. There are actually a lot of moms who left Facebook and created an account just so that they could be inside of the Motherhood Simplified group. And it's the only thing on their Facebook. Um, It's just such a positive, inspiring, supportive, motivational, judgment-free zone that I would love to have you in, especially for this new challenge. So it's May 3rd to May 10th. I will likely be running it once or twice a year, just depending on the feedback from you. I run things on my business pretty intuitively and just listen to you guys like, when are you ready for it? And then you do it. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. And final, final thing. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you shared it with your friends, your family, your social media, send them a link. If you're listening on Spotify, you can share it directly to your Instagram stories. I would appreciate it so much because the more moms we can help declutter their homes, the faster we can change the world. And I actually believe that because when mothers have time, energy, freedom, clarity, they are happier, they're help healthier. They have more time and energy for the things that actually matter, which positively impact the entire world and our future generations of children that we are raising. So thank you so much for hanging out and I will see you guys all around on the next episode. And for the Release Your Clutter Like a Powerful Mother Challenge starting on May 3rd. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard, I would love it if you went over and left me a review on iTunes. And if you do, listen to these instructions real quick because I have something special for you. When you go to submit your review on iTunes, take a screenshot of the five-star review and your words before you submit it. Then hit submit and head over to your email and send me an email at Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A, at motherhoodsimplified.com. When you show me the review that you wrote, I will send you a free one-hour surface decluttering workshop with real life examples of how to declutter the surfaces in your home, like the couches, the stair piles, the counter piles, your nightstands, your dressers, your dining table, your craft table, an hour long workshop in exchange for your positive review. It would mean so much to me and your reviews are how I reach more moms like you. And If you haven't joined us over on social media, come join us in the Facebook group where I record all of these episodes live and in real time. You get a sneak behind the scenes of me and my everyday life. You'll probably get to see my kids because they run through the background as we're recording. And I would love to connect with you over there. I'm also on Instagram and I would love to connect with you there too. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in today and I'll see you on the next episode.
before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.